Right, Frankie? Praise God. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. Amen. God is good. And don't limit God. And God is not a respecter of, of people. For whosoever believe it, you know, whosoever, whatsoever, it shall be done unto you according to his word. In Jesus' name. So I'm going to, um, some of you are like, this is, I've never been to a place like this before. <laughs> I want to continue on this morning and um, receive or receiving your change. I began to share it with you uh, last Sunday from 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 and 10. Let's go ahead and read that again. Uh, and Jabez... I should give you a minute for those of you that do want to turn and look at your scripture. I'm so happy, hermanos. Mucho gusto verlos otra vez. Regresaron, gloria a Dios. I said, how did you hear about the church? The first time was Sunday, uh, this morning, and they were so impacted. They answered the altar call, got to talk to them afterwards. And I said, how did you hear about the Power Love Church? And he said, well, my, uh, my cousin, he doesn't come to this church. He's never been to this church, but... You know, he's, he goes to the Catholic church. He actually referred us here. He said that we should come here because he knows we're Christians. <laughs> and they were so glad. Están bien contentos, ¿verdad? Que los invitó tu primo. Están bien contentos que los invitó tu primo. Y obviamente les encantó y Dios hizo algo maravilloso. Y ahora aquí están otra vez para parte dos. Gloria a Dios. Hallelujah. I said, commit, keep coming. You know, that's, that's the way to do it. And so 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 through 10. And Jabez uh, was, doesn't have an X at the end. Because my sister Anna's like, how do you spell Jabez? J-E-B-E-X? No. Easy. And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bear him with sorrow. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou, would keep, thou wouldst keep me from uh, evil. When he said that, that thou would keep me from evil, he said, Change my life, and may I serve you. You know, may I serve you, uh, and, and that I may not grieve, it may not grieve me, and, say and, the Bible says, and God granted him that which he requested. Aren't you thankful that God is a God who answers prayers? Aren't you thankful that the Bible says that the ears of the Lord are open to the prayers of the righteous? And so God not just doesn't hear your prayers, but he answers your prayers. The Bible says, this is the confidence that I have in him that whatever I ask, whatever, say whatever, that whatever I ask according to his will, his word is his will, he hears me. And because I know that he hears me, I know, I know that I have the answer to my petition. So, it, you know, a growing in the knowledge of God's word springs forth a great confidence in your, in your, in your walk with God, in your prayer life, because it's not like... I'm, 
what, what I'm going to pray or what I'm going to come to God uh, with, uh, I got to wait and see to see what, you know, it's because if I come to him with, with his word, I am, I have confidence, the Bible says. I am assured that he hears me because it's his word. And God cannot, you know, go against his word. He, he cannot deny his word. And so there's a, a confidence that I know that he hears me. And because I know that he hears me, I know that I have the answer to my petition. Even Jesus said that he says, whenever you pray, believe that you receive it, whatever you pray, believe that you receive it and you will have it. And so when do you receive it? Not when you have it, but when you pray, because that's your confidence. I know that what I'm praying for, it's the will of God. And when I bring it before God, I have my answer there. And then it might not look like in the natural, it might not look like it's done already, but spiritually I've already received it because I know that God's word is true. Amen. And so what happens then? Then there's peace. There's joy. Amen. Because I know I have the answer to my petition. I already received it. It's just a matter of time before it manifests in the outward. Amen. And so when it manifests on the outside, it's not when you got it. You got it when you settled it with God through prayer. Amen. And so the Bible says that God granted, granted Jabez. Uh, that which he requested. Hallelujah. Well, I took you this morning also to Hebrews 13, 8. Go ahead and look at it for yourself again, which says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. If this, because you know, Jesus and the word are one. So the word doesn't change. And when you settle this truth in your spirit, this truth that Jesus doesn't change, that his word doesn't change, seasons might change, situations might change, circumstances might change, people might change, but God never changes. And when that is settled in your spirit, that truth, that revelation, if you just, you know, get this in your spirit, continue to say it, get it in you, confess it. As you read the word, it'll eliminate the, 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 the fact that, or, or, or you're, you're, you're just saying, oh, that was then. And it, would, and it would take you from that was then to, wow, this is the same Jesus that, I, that is in the now. Amen. And so it, this truth will eliminate every form of fear and every form of doubt of God's will to heal you, God's will to set you free, God's will to save you, God's will to deliver you. This truth that Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever, will eliminate every form of fear or every form of doubt of God's will for your life. Amen. So, also, this truth that Jesus doesn't change provides in your life a sure anchor for your faith. It means that we as present-day believers must not be content until we experience the same wholeness that the people in the days where Jesus was walking this earth experienced. 
Because Jesus is still, is, he's not dead, he's alive. He's the resurrected king. And so this truth should, should be uh, uh, um, uh, uh, sure, uh, sure. Say sure. Just like the Bible says, surely goodness and mercy. It means for sure. Assurance. It should be a sure anchor to, for your faith that the same uh, 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 that the that the the, the that it, it will cost you, you know, uh, as a believer now, uh, to not be content until we'll experience the same wholeness that people did in the in the in the times that Jesus was here on this earth. And it's even better because Jesus said it is even better that I go away, because if I go away, it's not just going to be me beside you; it's going to be me in you. Because he does live in us by his spirit. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. God the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're not, he's not walking with us. He's walking in us. Amen. That is why you can say, and not just, listen, ponder and, and, and press in for the revelation. Of the word of God. Don't, you know, at first it might just be like a confession. And, and, and it, you know, and, and your, your, your revelation of it by, might be limited. But as you continue in the word, Jesus said, you are my disciple and you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. Kofi explained that really good. Y'all remember that? Explain that really good. Because people say he will set you free, but he don't set you free. He makes you free. Amen. And so when you are set in that truth that, man, greater is he that is in me than he that is of this world. Do you realize how, if I really believe that he's in me and that he's greater, how can I fear? How can I fear that anything will come on me? How can I fear that any sickness can stay on me? How can I fear that when I'm driving down the road, anything can come against me? How can I fear that when I go to Walmart, I'm going to come out and say safe? <laughs> you can't because greater is he that is in you than he that is of this world. It's a living reality. It's not just something that's cute. It's, it's the truth of the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever glory be to God and so um let's continue praise the name of the Lord so I said this this morning if he is the same today then there is hope for you and I if Jesus Christ is the same and you know I, I, we're looking at you know uh, uh, at the miracles that he did in Matthew 9.35, it says that Jesus went about all the cities, all the villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. The Bible also declares that in Mark 6.56, and whithersoever he entered into villages and cities and country, they laid the sick in the streets and besought him that they might touch, if it were but the border of his gar garment, and as many as touched him were made whole. If Jesus did that then, Jesus will do that then, and Jesus 
is doing that today. If we truly believe that he is the same today, then rejoice. There's hope in Christ Jesus. Jesus is the healer. Amen. What he was yesterday, he is today. He's the risen king. He's the Lord of Lord and the, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He is uh, uh, um, what he was yesterday, he is today. Glory be to God. And so, um, you, you know, it, this is worth repeating, but, you know, if uh, um, people ask if Jesus is the same today, then why are all sick people not healed? People ask that. Well, the same way, if Jesus still saves, why are all sinners not saved today? So it's only those that hear the truth and accept the truth and act upon the truth that are saved. If they hear the truth and they don't accept the truth, then is it God's fault that they're not saved? No, it's not God's fault. Does it change who Jesus is? Does it mean that Jesus has lost his power? No. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. In like manner, if a person is to be healed, he or she, or I, I'm saying healing, but you, the, you know, it's whatever, wholeness, uh, deliverance, uh, freedom, uh, uh, restoration. If, it's, if, it's, if an individual is to receive this, then he or she must hear the truth, accept the truth, and act upon the truth. Amen. Those that came to Jesus, they, the Bible says that every, they came to Jesus to hear and to be healed. Amen. When you hear the word of God, you're hearing the words of Jesus. Jesus was the, the, the living word. And now we have the written word. But they're the same. Amen. Coming to this word is, is like coming to Jesus when he was here on this earth. Do you believe that? And when you do and when you believe it and accept it and act on it, you won't be denied. How many of you believe that? you got to be very careful that you anchor yourself, that you, you know, uh, uh, build your faith upon the word of God in spite of what's happening. You don't, uh, a bit, you don't base your faith upon people's circumstances. You got to be very careful because people can get discouraged if they see a brother going through something, a sister going through something. You should, that, you should never get your eyes fixed on that. Pray for people, but thank God that that's not going to be you. Amen. You're going to stick to the word of God. What people go through doesn't change who God is. And so you have to decide to, to, to believe the word of God. Amen. Because you have people, well, what about this? What about that? Well, what about the word of God? The word of God never changes. The Bible says that heaven and earth shall pass away, but the word of the Lord remains forever. That God's word is settled forever. Amen. And the word of God does not return void. The Bible also says that the king of a word is power. Glory be to God. So John 8, 32, I, I said this already, and ye shall know 
the truth, and the truth shall make you free. What area in your life do you need freedom? What area in your life do you need to experience the freedom that only Jesus can offer? And, and, and whatever area is going to be found in the word of God. So it's important that you get God's word concerning whatever area that you're needing that freedom and liberty in and continue in that word. You know, what you go through is subject to change. You know, that's not the, the end of it. Jabez' circumstance and, and situation and, and final destination was in the natural. That was it. But when he grabbed a hold of how mighty the God of Israel was, and he believed it, that if he cried out to him, a change will come to his life. You know, and so you have to do the same thing. You have to grab a hold of the word of God, and the word of God has to grab a hold of you. And don't move until you see the change desire. Change will come. I want you to say that. Change will come. I want you to say change must come. Because God is not a God that he should lie. The book of Numbers says that God is not a God that he should lie. If he said it, he'll do it. And if he has spoken into you, he'll bring it to pass. Amen. And so you have to firmly, the Bible says, firmly fix yourself on the word of God. That means that you gotta, you got to develop deep roots. Jesus said, you know, if you hear my word and do my word, I will liken you unto a wise builder. Somebody that builds their house upon a solid foundation. And he, he said the winds will blow, the torrents will come, the floods will come, but that house shall be standing. Because when you're firmly planted in what God says about you, it doesn't matter what come against you. It doesn't matter how, how strong the wind blows. It doesn't matter how uh, high the waters get. It doesn't matter the fire that you have to go through. Because you understand that even if I go through the fire, the Bible says that he will be with us in through the fire. He said it in the book of Isaiah. When you go through the fire, I will be with you. When the flood arises, I will be with you. So stop trying to avoid all the hearts, all the, you know, circumstances. Don't run. Stop trying to avoid the circumstances. Mind God. And when you mind God, the, you, you're going you, you're gonna to walk through that thing like child's play. It's going to be like a walk in the park. You might cry, <laughs> but then you get over real quick. You might get a little mad, but you get over real quick. You might get irritated, but you get over real quick because I know who's with me. It's okay. But don't be somebody that's running and, and uh, you know. I don't know how to put it into words, so I did all that. But, but you understand what I'm saying. You, 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 don't avoid the fire. Walk through the fire. Because what, what you're, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't get burned because they were made out of the right stuff. You're made out of the right stuff. Go through the fire. Be aware of who's with you in the fire. Now, don't glory about the fire. Don't praise the fire. Don't praise the circumstance. 
I don't like it when people, I'm going through this because God is trying to like teach. Listen, then you make his word of no effect. Don't glory in the, in the, in the, in the problems. The Bible says count it all joy when you are tried, but it doesn't say rejoice for the circumstance. It says rejoice in the circumstance, through the circumstance. You're going to rejoice for all the troubles you get? They'll keep coming to you. Rejoice in him. Rejoice that he's given you the victory. Rejoice that for every temptation, he's made a way of escape. Rejoice that he's with you. He's in you and he's for you. Amen. And so, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you uh, want what people in the Bible receive from Jesus, you must do what people in the Bible did. If you like what God has done in the life of your brother, find out. Don't just wonder. I wonder how they did it. Get around them. Stop creeping on their stuff and just go ahead and ask them. <laughs> you look long enough. Start asking. Because God wants to do it in your life. And God's put people in your, in your path to help you. Amen. So find out, hey, brother. I'll leave Jared alone. Hey, brother. Gabriel, how'd you do it? Talk to me. Talk to me, Brother Gabriel, because, man, I could tell, like, man, God did a great work in your life. Great work. How'd you do it, brother? And you better, you better testify. You better give God the glory. You better help somebody with what helped you. And it all better refer back to Jesus. Let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you how he changed my life. Let me tell you how he saved me. Let me tell you how he picked me up. Let me tell you how he delivered me. Let me tell you how he set me free. Let me tell you how he restored my marriage. Let me tell you how he healed my body. Let me tell you how I was messed up in the mind and now I have a sound mind. Let me tell you. Tell them. Look at your neighbor and say, you better tell them. You better tell them about Jesus. And then, and then you, get, you, get, you get the joy. You know, that's such a privilege to tell somebody. Two lost one where always says, get this. You have what people need. And people need what you have. Every one of you here have probably tried everything or most things. Trying to find peace, trying to find joy, trying to find healing, trying to find restoration. And how many of you discovered that all that was not enough? But, but, but when, I, want, I don't want to say when you found Jesus because Jesus wasn't lost. <laughs> 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 
But when you gave your life to Jesus, come on. You know, when, I'm, when I look at you, when I look at everybody that's here, I, I see great people. Well, Pastor, you're just saying that because this is, you know, just. <laughs> no. Onde vas, ma? When I see, <laughs> she's going to spank me. I better watch this. You're not old enough. When I see the people that what God has done in your life, when I look at each and every one of your, your faces and your lives and, and, and what God has done, it, it, it's, it's, it's supernatural. It's, it spells out Jesus. <laughs> no other way to put it. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful. When I hear the testimonies of when, you know, when people come and what, you know, what God does in, in your lives and it's it, it only God. And it makes me so happy to know that you have encountered him. David, aren't you happy? That you have encountered him and you didn't encounter religion. You've encountered Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, the giver of life. Amen. And it's the greatest thing. It's the greatest life. And so, so it's, it's the most amazing it's the, it, because, because we know, you know, and don't, don't hold it to yourself. There's a lot of people crying out for that change. As a matter of fact, when you go out and you talk to people, you, you see that more and more, that they had already been crying out to God, and you came just at the right time. You brought deliverance to somebody. You brought healing to somebody. You brought what you at one point were crying out for until somebody came to tell you about Jesus. And how many of you are ever grateful? That somebody came to your life. Hallelujah. And how awesome that we have the privilege to go tell somebody. What we know is the answer to all, to everything in their lives. We know. It's the answer to everything. It's awesome to see the glory of God. In the lives of people, the manifested goodness of God, you know, in the life, the life of people and in the, in the, it, man, the youth are awesome. They see the glory of God in them and, and, and what God is doing in the children and, you know, all ages. It's, it's beautiful. That's the one thing that when, you know, you heard, even heard uh, um, everyone that comes through here, Evangelist Kofi, that's what amazes is like all the lives change. All the, the, the hunger of the people for more of God. It's, it's, it's amazing, and it's contagious. Amen. People ought to, ought, to, ought to catch what you're carrying when they're around you. I hope it's Jesus, but you got to be careful these days how you say things. <laughs> Amen, because they should see it in you. Something is different about you, brother. Something is different about you, sister. Well, yeah, it is. Let me tell you, because it's Jesus, because let me tell you. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm excited, too, because we do have the last week of October, uh, we have evangelist Teddy Shuttlesworth. 
So it's right around our, uh, it's got th uh, November is going to be half of week of, the last week of October into the first week of November. And I just have a great, great expectation, supernatural for the month of November. It's going to be a whole month of Thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Yeah, we give Thanksgiving every day. You don't need to tell me that. Of course we do. It's just going to be supernatural. But we're not waiting till then. We're in the flow and we're on the go. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me take you somewhere. Matthew chapter 8. In Matthew chapter 8, I love this encounter here. Hallelujah. I'm so glad you came tonight. I know people make plans for a long weekend because they're off. Most people are off Monday. Who's off Monday? Hey. All right. Let me know what time the fajitas are ready. Just kidding. <laughs> and so <laughs> Matthew chapter 8, beginning in verse 1 all the way to 3. When you find it, say amen. It says, um, it talks about the leper cleansed. It says, when he was come down, speaking of Jesus, from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. Say great multitudes. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou will, thou can make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. You know, I love this encounter because if you, you know, this settled a, a, a concern and a question genuinely that this sick man had. Is it God's will to heal me? Is it God's will to deliver me? Is it God's will for me to, you know, to, you fill in the blank. But there's people that struggle with that. And, and it hin it'll, it'll hinder you from receiving not knowing the will of God. And this man came to Jesus to settle the question. He knew that Jesus was the healer. He knew, obviously heard what Jesus had done. And he uh, came to Jesus with a genuine heart and said, Jesus, if you, if you, if you will, thou can make me cleanse. And, and Jesus settled that question. Jesus reached out to him and touched him, and he said, I will. And the moment he got the will of God for his life, it was instantly that he received his healing. You see, it's not enough to know that Jesus can heal. It's not enough to know that God is all-powerful. It's not enough to know that Jesus sets free, that Jesus delivered. You must not only know that, but you must know that it is his will for your life. Amen. And so, so, Jesus healed him. He settled that question for him. He said, I will. And the man, the Bible says, was instantly healed. And so, how many of you know that Jesus was compassionate? That Jesus loved this man that had leprosy. But Jesus not only loves him, Jesus loves you. 
Jesus was not only compassionate towards him, but Jesus is compassionate towards you. He doesn't have more love for him than he has love for you. And remember, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. The love that he had for him is the same love that he has for you. How many of you believe that? If you believe that, say amen. Jesus is the very same Jesus today as he was in the day this leper was healed. Do you believe that? So I want to I wanna give you three or four things that, uh, um, that uh, uh, um, uh, 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 helped this man with leprosy receive his healing from the Lord. In your case, it might not be healing, but whatever it is, you can apply this to your life. Amen. Let me sh start with number one. Number one, because remember, he loves you like he loves him. He, he, Jesus healed him, and Jesus is still in the healing business. Amen. So number one, um, what this man did Remember, if you want to receive what they receive, you got to be willing to do what they did. Amen. What is the first thing that this man do? The first thing that this man do is that he came to Jesus. This man came to Jesus. I want you to say that he came to Jesus. So this man came to the right person. Amen. He didn't go anywhere else. He came to Jesus. He came to the right person. The Bible says he who comes to God must believe that he is God and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He came to Jesus and Jesus is the healer. Let me say some things to you. You cannot have healing without the healer. Instead of coming, you heard this even when Kofi was here. Instead of coming uh, for healing, come to the healer. And when you come to the healer, you receive healing. This leper man, he came to Jesus. He worshiped him. He cried out to him. So you cannot have healing without the healer. The, you cannot have the benefit without the benefactor. You cannot have the blessing without the blesser. So the key is coming to him. You cannot separate the gift from the giver. You know, people say, I just want Jesus and, and you know, I, I don't want the blessing. I want the, the, uh, just the blesser. But with the blesser comes a blessing. With the healer comes the healing. With the deliverer comes the deliverance. With the prince of peace comes the peace. With the one who has, who is joy, comes the joy. Amen. You cannot separate the gift from the giver. We can't do anything in our own. Amen. We can't do anything in our own. We don't have power in ourselves to do anything. But only in Jesus Christ. Amen. This man came to Jesus. No one that came to Jesus, left the same. Jesus is full of compassion, and he is merciful. He is full of compassion, and he is merciful. 
Jesus not only bore our sins, but also our sickness on the cross. He bore them. That means he carried them. He took them. And if he took them, he still has them. We don't have a right to have them. Sickness does not have a right in our bodies. It's actually trespassing. Amen. Depression doesn't have a right in our lives. Sorrow doesn't have a right in our lives. Oppression doesn't have a right in our lives. Jesus Christ, pain doesn't have a right in our lives. If you like pain, is one thing, but can I tell you, Jesus bore your pains too. That's what set me free from migraine headaches. When I realized if Jesus bore it, if he has it, then I don't have any business having it. But it had, I had to continue in this truth until it made me free. Until I realized he, he has it. He took it. Why do I have to have it? And he said, you don't. Praise the Lord. You don't. Glory be to God. Matthew 8, 17, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses, and by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. We were healed. You cannot have healing without the healer. You must come to Jesus. Before I continue on the other two, I might just take you to this direction. I, I, I've been mentioning to you that I did, I went back and I did the study on, a, on the Gospels and on the book of John, which the book of John is one of my favorite books. The book of, of, of John is considered the book of uh, 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 Jesus' miracles that demonstrated God through him. Hallelujah. And so I want to um, share with you uh, more about Jesus. Amen. Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever. And in John chapter 6, verse 32, 35, I want you to go there real quick. And I'm going to give you seven, uh, 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 seven I am statements that Jesus is referred to in, in the book of John. Amen. This is Jesus. This is Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. So in John chapter 6, glory to God, John chapter 6, verse 35, Jesus right here, he says, um, wait, what did I say? John 6, yes, yes. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. Hallelujah. I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. So right here, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Say the bread of life. And so this a, a, a statement of Jesus is the first of seven I am statements recorded in John's gospel. Each statement emphasizes an important aspect of the personal ministry of Jesus. And it's important because Jesus Christ lives in us by his spirit. Amen. And so uh, um, this statement 
I am the bread of life, uh, tells us that Jesus Christ is the sustenance that nourishes spiritual life. Jesus Christ, the bread of life. Jesus Christ is the one that also said, men shall not live by bread alone. But uh, out of every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. though Jesus the, is the bread of life. The word of God is the bread of life. And it is the food for our spirits that nourishes and, and, and sustains us in our life. When you partake this bread of life, you got to believe that, that if you take something that's good for you, how much more? The, the bread of life. Hallelujah. It's what empowers you, what sustains you. What nourishes you? The Bible says that, that the word of God is, is life. Zoe life. Not just like you're existing, but the word of God is life. Zoe life. The life of God unto those that find it healing and health to their bodies. So when you're in taking this word of God, it's, it's sustenance, it's nourishment to your spiritual life, but it's so powerful that it, it begins to transpire into your physical body. You got to believe that. You can't, more, you can't have more confidence at radiation. Put this vest on because you're going to be exposed. and it's gonna, You can't have more faith on that than what, when, when this That's why the, the Bible says, let the word of God penetrate deeply in you. It, it, it says, let the word of God dwell in you richly. When it gets in you, it gets in you. And, and the, the word of God, the Bible says that the word of God is, 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 is sharper than any two-edged sword. It's like a, like I said this morning, a surgeon's scalpel. You got to believe that when you're ingesting the word of God, it, it's doing more for you than you could ever imagine. You, you, you know, when you understand how powerful the word of God and you do spend time in the word of God, there is no fear that there might be anything that shouldn't be there roaming around your body. And if there is, that word of God is going to grab a hold of it. Because it goes from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. It penetrates, you know, through, through every area of your, of your, your brain, your, your, your legs, your toes, your, your, your organs, your liver. I, I, you know, when, I, when I'm ingesting the word, I see it doing that to my physical body. Uh -huh. I, 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 I believe that. I believe that it, it, it replenishes everything. You know, we work our bodies out sometimes, and, 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 and even due to ignorance, we do things, but God is a merciful God. Amen. And, 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 but I, I believe that even you, as you, you, you know, you were hard on your body, and, and maybe, you know, you've had effects because of the past life that you lived. I believe that God not only saves you, but as you begin to ingest the word of God, whatever deteriorated your organs or your mind or your blood, your, you know, your brain cells, you, I believe that God begins to replenish that upon your body in the mighty name of Jesus. Because, you know, they say that, that, that alcohol kills brain cells. Cigarettes do the same thing. 
Y'all didn't know that? But, and, and, and you know, other, you know, crazy things that you, you, you know, used to put your body through. But, thank God. I, I do believe this. You got to believe this too. I do believe that, 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 that the, when we ingest the word of God, it, is, it begins to bring life. I, I believe that, that that is the revelation, you know, that, that, that enlightened me to realize that, that, that there can't be anything out of order in my, in my body, in my life, in my head. If I have a feeling of something, it has to go. It has to go because, but you know, it, 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 it's when you, there's a, the confidence comes as you ingest the word of God. Amen. And you should on a daily basis. Don't wait. Put the word of God in you when you need it. So when you don't need it, so when you need it, it'll be right there when you need it. During the storm is not when you should start preparing. Amen. And, and this is real. The word of God is powerful. Amen. The word of God is powerful. And so Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. And so I want to give you seven. Seven I am's statements that describe uh, the personal ministry of Jesus. And then I'm going to leave you there. Is that Okay. Not that it matters, but I'm just asking to be nice. And so the other I am statements are, the next one is found in John chapter 8, verse 12. Just a few pages, flip a few pages. John chapter 8. See, I just gave you that one, the, the, the John 6, 35, I am the bread of life. You can take that, man. And so the next one is found in John 8, 12. 8, 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. When Jesus came into your life, the Bible says that light came and darkness comprehended it not. It means that darkness has never been able to overpower it. And you are a carrier of that light. And where light is, no darkness can be. And in darkness is where there is confusion. Every evil work. But you're not in darkness, you're in the light. And, and then the Bible says, he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. He that followeth me is a continual act. So not only did Jesus shine his light upon your life, as you continue to live for him, as you continue to serve him, you walk in that light. 
No matter what darkness is, no matter what chaos is, what does that got to do with you if you are a carrier of the light of Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is the true light. Means he removes darkness and deception by illuminating the right way to God and salvation. And it says, he that followeth me is a present continuing action. Whoever keeps following me, the Bible says that walks in that light. Hallelujah. How many of you are thankful for the light? How many of you are thankful that, the, you know, that light has come to you? That God has given you eyes that see. That confusion has gone away from you. How many of you are thankful that you were bounded by darkness and all this deception and every evil word, but when Jesus came into your life, light came forth and enlightened your life. It brightened your life. And, and praise God. Now you realize, you see the truth. And the lies of the devil over your life has been exposed. Glory to God. Because light has come to you. Hallelujah. And may that light of Jesus continue to shine bright in your life and through your life. May you be the light to many around you. Hallelujah. May, your light of may the light of Jesus be so bright in your life that darkness will never be able to overpower it. May your light be so bright of Jesus in your life that no matter how dark the world gets, the moment you stepped into that place... Everything changes. You're going to need that. You're going to need that. We, we need to operate in this. We need to operate in, in this revelation of, that, of what we are carriers of. Amen. We're not going to get caught up. No matter what, what comes, no matter what is coming, there's things coming. Even before the end of this year is over. You think that last pandemic we went through is the last thing ah but but thank god that we're not ignorant of the tactics of the enemy thank god that he's given us his wisdom he's given us his word and he's given us his spirit hallelujah and as long as we continue in him then we walk in the light and in freedom and in liberty. Hallelujah. May God make you a display of his glory. As you walk in the light. As you are a carrier of the light of Jesus Christ. May God make you a display of his glory. Of his goodness. May people. May, may, he, may, may he cause you to shine bright. As you continue to follow Jesus. That people look at you. And they, 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 they receive hope. Because of what God is doing in your life. How God is preserving you. How God is increasing you. How God always makes a way of escape for you. What is going on in your life? And all you're going to say is Jesus Christ, the resurrected king. Let me tell you about the gospel of the kingdom that has been a witness unto those that we preach it to. Hallelujah. God has chosen each and every one of you, dear brothers and sisters. None of you are just people chosen by God to, 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 to just be ordinary. You were ordinary. 
But when you gave your life to Jesus, he became the extra. <laughs> I know that sounds cute, right? Now you're extraordinary. You're supernatural. Yes, you're right, Miss Rosie, you are. Praise the Lord. Me too. Praise the Lord. All of you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. How many of you are thankful for light? Glory to God. Then the third, John 10, verse 9. Jesus said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pastures. Pasture. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. You know, that word salvation that we receive through Christ Jesus, going to heaven is, 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 is the greatest thing. Forgiveness of sin is the awesomest thing. But with that salvation, the word Greek word for salvation is zozo. And it, it means wholeness. It means it means it means joy, peace, healing, deliverance. Everything is in that salvation that Jesus Christ has given us. So don't just settle that I am I'm just saved. I'm not only saved. But I'm healed, I'm delivered, I'm set free, I've been forgiven, I've been washed in the blood. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. The old man is dead. I've become a, a vessel of a, a, a honor, a carrier of this, the Spirit of God. I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. I've been bought with a price. I don't belong to myself. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. He said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. My note here says that those who enter through Jesus will be saved and will have abundant eternal life. They will have all they need to be delivered from sin, guilt, and condemnation. Jesus is the only door for salvation. No other exists. I don't care what Oprah said. I don't care what any so-called celebrity says. Let God's word be true and everyone else a liar. The only way to the Father is through Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. And then the next one is found in John 10, 11, same, same chapter. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. Oh, this is a beautiful one. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. Jesus don't beat the sheep. He helps the sheep. He comforts the sheep. He feeds the sheep. He guides the sheep. Hallelujah. He said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life 
for the sheep. Jesus declares himself to be the promised good shepherd. You know who had this revelation? David. In Psalm 23, verse 1. Some of you know that that's one of my favorite palms. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. God compares himself to a shepherd in order to illustrate his great love for his people. The Lord Jesus himself adopted the same to express his relationship to his people. God is the good shepherd. Jesus was considered a good shepherd. Hallelujah. He is, you know, he was, uh, uh, you, you can read in the word of God where, where uh, he's considered the good shepherd, the chief shepherd, and there's one more. Good shepherd, the chief shepherd, and the other one will come to me. Anybody can think of it? There's three. But David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Because he knew that the Lord will take care of him. He knew that the Lord will provide for him. He knew that the Lord will feed him. One translation says, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Do you believe that he's your good shepherd? Then you shall lack nothing. Hallelujah. He will not only provide for you, but he will lead you and guide you. He will take care of you. Do you believe that? Hallelujah. And then in verse 14 of the book of John, he also said, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and I am known of mine. I am the good shepherd, I know my sheep, and I am known by mine. He is ours and we are his. Amen. He's, he, he, he's known by you, the Bible says, and you are known by him. Let that sit in for a little bit. He knows me. He knows me. The good shepherd knows me. Do you believe that? He knows my name. Oh, hallelujah. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and I am known of mine. How many of you are his? My side note here on this says that God's knowledge and love for his children involves personal affection faithfulness, and constant provision care. 
The Bible says that we are engraved on the palms of his hands. Do you know that? Let me, let me, let me show you. Where is that, Pastor Sandy? Please tell me, tell me. Where is that? I'm going to tell you. Just give me a minute. It says in Isaiah 49, you can turn there so you can look at it. It says that we are engraved on the palms of his hands. In Isaiah 49, chapter 49, verses 14 through 17, I have it in the NLT. Do you believe that? Do you believe what the Bible says? Do you believe that you are engraved in the palm of his hand? So you're not forgotten. You're not alone. You're not going to go without. He's the good shepherd. He has you engraved in the palm of his hand. Imagine that. The Bible says in verse 14, yet Jerusalem says, the Lord has deserted us. The Lord has forgotten us. And then verse 15 says, never. <laughs> if you ever feel like God has forgotten you, he's deserted you, God is saying never. Say never. Shout never. He says never. Can a mother forget her nursing child? Can she feel no love for the child she has born? And then it says, but even if that were possible, I will never forget you. Come on. You're not forgotten. He's the good shepherd. He's your good shepherd. You shall not lack. You shall not want. He'll take care of you because he knows your name. You are engraved in the palm of his hand. Hallelujah. He said, I will never forget you. And then verse 16 says, see, I have written your name on the palm of my hands. How many of you believe that? How many of you didn't know that? How many of you now know my name is in, it's, it's written in the palm of his hand? See, I have written your name on the palm of my hands. Always in mind, always in my mind is a picture of, of you. It says Jerusalem, but I'm going to say of you. Soon your descendants will come back and all who are trying to destroy you will go away. You know what, how he remembers you, how you are engraved in the palm of his hand? By the nail scar hands. That scar says your name. You know that Jesus still has those scars? And those scars say your name. Those scars remind him of you. Those scars speak of you every time he looks at him. Because he did that for you. The scar hands, he says, I will never forget you. How can Jesus forget you? How can the good shepherd forget you if he paid a price for you? And he has the very remembrance of them. And, and, and I, I, purposely, those scars were left on there as a reminder of you. How awesome is that? How wonderful is that? And here we are. How are we going to do it? How is God ever going to come through? How is God going to provide? How? No, the question is not, not, is, not, is not that. The answer is he will because if, if the Bible says in Romans, he who did not spare his only beloved son but deliver him up for us all, will he not along with him give you everything else? 
He knows your name. Oh, hallelujah. He's the good shepherd. He's a good shepherd. He's thinking of you right now. He see, he rem, he rem, he's remembering you because of what, you know, what he, the price that he paid. And he says, never, never will I forget you. Shout never again. When you think how you're going to do it, go over this. And it's not that he has forgotten. Maybe you have forgotten what he did. Because right now he has, your, he has you in memory. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Aren't you glad that there's no uh, signs of the past when we give our life to Jesus? There's no memory of it. God didn't say, I'm going to keep something on you so that you can never forget. Thank God that that old person is dead. But in his case, he has something that reminds him of, of what he did for each and every one of us. And that's for your benefit. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Say, the, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and I am known of mine. Let me finish here. Another scripture here. Uh, um, you know, we are never out of God's mind. For God's eye continually watches over us for our good. That's what, you know, that's what shepherds do with their sheep. They're there to protect them, to guide them, to feed them, and to see to it that they stay on path. Because sheep uh, tend to wander off. And so the, the shepherd sees to it that they go in the direction that they should go. And he's the good shepherd. Hallelujah. Amen. And so uh, um, we're never out of God's mind. For God's eye continually watches over us for our good. Exodus 33:17. you can just write this down, and it says, The Lord replied to Moses, I will indeed do what you have asked, for I look favorably on you, and I know you by name. Look at that. I look favorably on you. You know, the Bible says God has no favorites, but I like to think that he does. I like to think that God favors me. You ought to think that about yourself as well. You don't got to go out boasting about it. But, you know, you can, you can think, God, I'm God's favorite. He knows my name. He knows how many hairs I have in my head. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you believe that God is the good shepherd is looking favorably on you? Praise the name of the Lord. And then in, the, in Jeremiah uh, chapter 1, verse 5. He says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart. That's why you're still here. And he appointed you. That's why, that's why you couldn't be taken out. God has been merciful upon your life. You're only here because of the good shepherd. Amen. You ought to give him some praise. You ought to give him some glory. You know, you're, 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 he chose you. He called you. And you can think of everything that you've gone through, and then it becomes more real in you that you realize God's hand has been upon my life. That's the only reason why I'm still here. Because of the hand of God. How many of you believe that? How many of you know that God has kept you? That God has preserved you? 
How many of you know that he didn't do, that you don't have to fear if you truly believe that because he brought you this far and he's not about to leave you now. He's not, a good shepherd doesn't abandon his sheep. A good shepherd doesn't abandon his sheep. God will never leave you nor abandon you. The Bible said he, he sticks closer to you than a brother. He gave up his life for you. He's the good shepherd. So this is not the end of it. There's so much more that God is going to do in your life. So when you feel like, is this it? No. Get ready. Because the journey is about to continue. Hallelujah. He's the good shepherd. How many of you are thankful for the good shepherd? Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Let me do one more. Well, wait, no. Hallelujah. Are you getting something tonight? Um, praise the name of the Lord. Yep, in Matthew 10, 31, Jesus said, So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. Say, I am valuable to God. A, a verse before that, 30 says, and the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. Oh, God is good. And one scripture on the good shepherd, one more scripture on the good shepherd, Romans 8, 28, a popular one. And we know that God causes everything to work together for my good because I love God and I'm called according to his purpose. So, see, I just personalized that, but you can do that the same. Amen. When you're walking in the light, when you're, you know, uh, being guided by the good shepherd, you got to believe that because you love him and because you're called according to his purpose, that he'll work everything out for your good. Do you believe that? See, that's a confidence. He says, and I know, I am assured, I am confident that God causes everything, not some things, everything to work together for my good. It might seem like time's running out and you need an answer, but trust that the good shepherd is with you. Trust that God is an on-time God. Trust that God's going to come through for you. He is the good shepherd. And he'll work all things together for your good. If you believe, shout aloud, amen. amen. Hallelujah. I have uh, three more. John eleven twenty five. Praise the name of the Lord. John eleven twenty five, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. So for the person who believes in Jesus, how many believers of Jesus are here? How many have you, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? For the person who believes in Jesus 
physical death is not a tragic end. Isn't that wonderful? It is instead the gateway to abundant eternal life and fellowship with God. It means because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, it means that you will never die. We don't die. We pass on. We cross over. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. That's why we have a hope in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's why when we understand that when one of our loved ones that was in the Lord and they pass on, yeah, you know, we, we will miss them. But glory to God. Sudden death is sudden glory. They step into glory. Because Jesus said, I am the resurrection and I am the life. Hallelujah. Then the next one, John chapter 14, verse 6. And then I have one more. So I can have the worship team come. John chapter 14, verse 6. This is just a brief. Um, I don't know what it, I call it, but. John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. You know, this scripture, you know, he's the way. It means he's the way to the Father. But can I tell you something? When I think of Jesus being the way, I understand he is the way to, to the Father. But I also take it as that Jesus will always make a way where there is no way. <laughs> because he's the way maker. I know there's a song that says that, but Jesus is the way. He's the way maker. And so that means that when I am in him and he is in me, there's no barrier that can stand in my way that can hinder what God wants to do in my life. There's no limitation that I can encounter. There is no uh, 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 obstacle that I will not be able to break through because the way maker lives on the inside of me by his spirit. Jesus will make a way where there is no way. That's why, you know, the Bible says that what is impossible with men is possible with our God. Why? Because we serve the way maker. He's the way maker. So whenever you think, how am I going to do it? Look to the way maker. When you see something stand in your way, how am I going to get over this? With the way maker. How is this going to open up for me? The way maker will make a way for you. That means none of you are permitted to ever be stuck. That means that none of you are permitted to ever be stuck in the same place, not bearing fruit, not producing, not advancing, not progressing, not moving forward because of you serve the way maker. Hallelujah. The way maker. Hallelujah. He is the truth and he is the life. Thank God for the life of Jesus. Life like we've never known it. Praise the name of the Lord. Can I give you one more? And it'll be, it'll be the seventh, and I'll leave you at that. I promise. John 15, uh, verse 1. Jesus said 
which I love this one. I am the true vine. And my father is the husbandman. I am the true vine. Jesus describes himself as the true vine. And those who have become his disciples as the branches. By remaining attached to him, you know, Christianity is not just a one-time thing. It's a remaining. It's an abiding. Amen. I'm not a Sunday Christian. I'm not a, just a, a sometimes Christian. This is life. Amen. By remaining attached to him as the source of life, the branch produce produces fruit. And God is the gardener who takes care of the branches in order that they may bear much fruit. And God expects all of us to produce much fruit. And fruit that remains. In verse 5, Jesus said, I am the vine. He, you know, it was a, he had compared himself. And it helps us see. I am the vine, Jesus said. Uh, you are the branches. He that abided in me and I in him, the same. Somebody say the same. The same bring it forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. We already know that. Without Jesus, we can do nothing. But when we remain in him, it's as if you are, it's as if like a, 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 as long as the, the branch uh, a remains connected to the vine, it's going to bear fruit. Because the, the fruit, the, 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 the power to produce uh, flows from the, from the vine into the branches. And then the fruit is displayed in the branch. So the fruit will be displayed in your life, but it's going to be a result of your union with the vine. You're, so the key is, if you want to be fruitful, have a continual relationship with Jesus Christ because everything is going to outflow from his life to your life, and then the fruit is going to be displayed through your life. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And look what he said. Look what he said. Verse 7, if you abide in me, what is to abide? It means to dwell, to live in. It's called relationship, acknowledging him. It's the most wonderful thing that we can have a relationship with Jesus through his word. You know, go about acknowledging him. When you are on your way to work, talk to the Lord. Amen. Pray in the spirit. Acknowledge him. You're so good, Lord. You're so wonderful. Just thank him and praise him, and and you know, uh, uh, meditate on his word, and 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 it, it it's empowering to to walk in an active relationship with God. But it says right here in verse six, uh, uh, verse seven. If you abide in me, Jesus said, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Hallelujah. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. What's the key? 
remaining in him. Amen. As you've come tonight, as you will remain in him tomorrow, you know, you don't take time off from Jesus, from his word. It's life. Somebody say it's life. And it's the most rewarding life. Hallelujah. It's the most rewarding life. How many of you are thankful? How many of you are thankful that uh, Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. What he was then, he will always be, and he is today. He never changes. If you're thankful for that, say amen. amen. Well, give the Lord some praise tonight. I'm going to leave you there. Did you receive something tonight? I'll continue on the other steps whenever. Father, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for your people that have returned back tonight and have honored you on this day, Father, on this first Sunday of this month, of this new month. Father, I thank you that you will continue to bless them, Lord. That you will continue to enlighten them. That the seeds that have been sown in their lives, Lord. You said one plants, one waters, but you give the increase. I pray, Lord, that they will see the increase of the seeds that have been planted in their lives even on this day. May they take deep roots downwards in their lives. And may they bear fruit upwards in their lives. May you be glorified in each and every one of their lives, Lord. Continue to strengthen them by your spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for each and every one of their lives, Lord. Let this month, Father, be a month like no other. As they stood here, Lord, to seek you. You said those that honor you, you will honor them. Those that esteem you highly, you would anoint them above with the oil of joy above their fellow brethren. Let people see a difference in their lives as they honor you, as they have esteemed you highly, Lord. Let them be a great display of your power and of your glory. Continue to do what only you can do in each and every one of their lives, Lord. May you be glorified in and through their lives. Give them a mighty boldness, Lord, to speak out. Give them a mighty boldness, Father, to testify, to tell of the wonderful things that you've done in their lives. May others come to you, Lord, as a result of their testimony, as a result, Father, of the change that they have received in you. May you be glorified in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, amen. Praise.